2: Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call, 618-262-2810, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deggart.
3: The name of this is uh, simply Ephraim Come Home. I want to tie this, as I said, we by the leadership of the Rahakadish, have given to you as God wanted you to have. Now, there's one thing that if you don't know about God, most of you do, you need to know. He's sneaky. Okay? He gets us involved, and then, bless God, he presents to us what it's going to take to do what it is that we were so quick to volunteer for. And it doesn't look nearly as glorious after you find out what it's going to take as it did before you you know and all the rest of it was going on, so God has methodically if you will uh, begin to place this i i i I did a thing way back when in the beginning of uh, of uh, traveling here in the states called the transition of the church, the identity of the church was another one and what i what I want to do now because the the important thing for you uh, and to understand is that you must be scripturally right. Now, what is there for people to believe they're going to fly away? Two, three scriptures. And an entire doctrine has been placed before the entirety of the church that, oh, we're going to be raptured out and we don't have to worry about it. And then here comes the prophet. Unpack your flying away bags. You ain't going nowhere. Okay? You're going through this thing with the rest of us. The problem you've got is you're not prepared to go through it. And for that reason, it becomes much easier to believe in that kind of a fairy tale. Steven uh, 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 Spielberg should have done something on the rapture, okay? Because he does good about those fairy tale things. But at the same time, at the same time, the Lord God began to deal with me and began to say to me, "You, you must teach them, you must teach them. And I, I thought, well, Lord God, you know, when you start trying to teach them, you have got to get them set down long enough for them to be taught. And 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 the the record that I've had up to the date of the last couple of years, about the last two and two and a half years, has been about zero. I mean, people just were not interested about this everything. And, and then all of a sudden, I begin to realize something. The Lord God dropped into my bucket and started to t- started telling me, tell the people that the time of dispensation of grace, the time of the Gentiles, is over. I go, "Uh uh-oh, that's not going to go over very well with the church. And it didn't. But the fact of the matter is, there is in in the Scriptures, it is told to us that there will come a time when that era or that dispensation, and that's what you want to get a hold of, will come to an end. It will come to an end. There is one dispensation, there is one move of God left on this earth. Now, listen to me. It is for the remnant of the Lord God. It is for Ephraim. It is for the entirety of the house of Israel and anybody else that wants to be involved. God's not going to strong anybody. God's not going to make anybody do anything. God's not going to put something on somebody so they'll get something done. This is free will choice.
0: But the time of your visitation is at hand, America. The time of visitation has come upon you. Whether you like it or whether you don't like it, whether you understand the package, you don't
3: understand the package, that ain't my problem. My problem is to bring revelation knowledge. You know what revelation knowledge is? It is life for the moment in which you live. That's as simple as it can be put. And I bring this thing. So I begin to talk about it. I I begin to explain to people and talk about people and uh, about the people in the, in the test, Old Testament. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. When Joseph brought his two sons, Manasseh, his elder, and, and Beskot Ephraim, his younger, before the old patriarch, Jacob, to have them blessed that he might, that he might place his name upon them. He crossed his hands. Instead of putting the the blessing upon the oldest, which was the thing that was always done, the firstborn, he crossed it. And he said something very, very important that, bless God, the church never saw for centuries upon centuries upon centuries. And he said unto the younger Ephraim, he said, you will be the greater of the two. He said, you will become the fullness of the Gentiles. You have to go to the Hebrew to drag that out, but it's there. You will become the fullness of the Gentiles, and then and then we begin to look at it, and I begin to challenge the people about Sabbath, and I begin to keep saying to people, if in fact, if in fact, the word of God, if in fact, the word of God is the truth, all right, and it is the truth, right? Then bless God, you have to understand something that God can't do anything except He first reveal it to His prophets. That's law, folks, I'm sorry, that word may scare you, but get over it, you'll learn to love it. That the woman that decided that there would be a Sabbath history book show, you can find it on the internet, she hated Jews. It was the mother of Constantine, which was the emperor of Rome at the time. She decided that there would be, among other things, we won't go into that this evening, but she decided that, bless God, there was going to be a Sunday Sabbath so they wouldn't have the same Sabbath as the the Jews. History tells us that, sure enough, uh, in fact, in order to do what she did as to separate the Christians and the Jews, once and for all there was thousands of both sides killed, Jews and Christians, and it was driven apart. Now, my question to the church has been real simple. Is that right? Can a nasty, wicked old woman decide to change Sabbath? Listen to me. No! Only God could have changed it. But now wait. God said, I'm the same yesterday. I'm the same today. And I will be the same forevermore. Listen to me. That's where the church got all monkeyed up. As I kept saying, the church has thought for years that when the son came on the job, the father retired, and he took over the business. No, he didn't. He'd become a continuation to the everlasting covenant, meaning Yeshua, Jesus. And then we begin to, be, then we begin to taught, be taught and to stay away from the things of Judaism. The only, the only people on the face of this earth that have the understanding of those Scriptures and what's going on happen to be, in this case, the Jews. And the church wanted nothing to do with him. He would run from, uh, get rid of him. And I kept saying it was going to take somebody that's Jewish to come back. The blessed God that will not look at this thing through Christians' eyes. And I said over and over again, God said to keep, to uh, keep Passover, which we're about to start this weekend, right? What did the church decide to do? We'll have Easter. No prophet was involved in that. There has to be a prophet. There was no profit in that, folks. There was no profit in this. In this thing that the church is going to fly away and there'll be a rapture in the beginning or the middle. I keep saying there'll be a rapture when this thing's over. Nobody's going to care. Okay. The key is to get you prepared so, that in fact, you can go through. You can understand now in the book in the book of Isaiah. Now, if you don't have this, you got you must pick this up because I'm just. Uh, what I'm trying to do is reiterate, just to catch you up, this so I can take you into what I want to do with you this weekend. You understand that that in Isaiah 8 uh, you'll find in there about the fact that that Yeshua was going to become a stumbling block to both the houses of Israel. Now, what did that mean to the church? Well, nobody understood who the two houses were. I, 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 number one, except they did understand Judah, so they knew that Jesus Christ had become the stumbling block. To the Jews, why? Because God blinded them, and they didn't know that he was the Messiah. And for all you people that have given all that money to all these well-meaning Messianic boys and girls that have gone over to Jerusalem to get everybody saved, shame on you. It ain't time. You hear me? When it's time, there will be a revival, much like in which we're about to have here across the face of this earth, bringing Ephraim back in. There will be a revival, It'll be a great revival amongst them. But the fact of the matter is, the concentration at this time with us is, is to bring you to the place of the understanding, could I be, could I possibly be one of the ten lost tribes of Israel? Now, identification of this is real simple, according to scriptures. The first thing that you have to you have to probably look into your heart about is, have you had problems staying in any one church? You love the people, but there was always something that just kind of kept pulling at you. Something just sort of kept, you know, and, 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 well, and something kept saying inside of you, there's more. There's more than this. And if you've got that syndrome, you've got it. You are an Ephraimite. And I'm finding you all over North America. And now that we've got the blog radio, this thing is beginning to grow by leaps and bounds. We don't have leadership. I want everybody in this room to listen to me closely. There's no reason that you cannot become a leader. If you have an anointing in your life to come forth and to serve the Lord God in the ministry, we will bring that forth. And you don't have to worry about being in the first church of the righteous and bless God getting noticed because you raised somebody from the dead. We need all of God's army together. Go in the same direction, Amen, Amen. So, so, and and I and that in itself is, you know, I think is because how many of us have known that there's anointing in our lives and we've been in the church and no one would ever seem to recognize that, would they? Well, maybe if you had a million dollars to pop in the plate, they may recognize you. Probably let you be anything you want to be, to tell you the truth. And most of them, maybe not all of them. Now, so that in a nutshell, and it is in a nutshell. Bless God brings us to Ephraim, come home. The cry, I'm on an airplane, I'm coming home from Africa, just left Johannesburg. And the Lord God, but the angel spoke to me and said unto me, prepare yourself because I'm going to show you to America. And I thought, well, why would I want to be shown to America? I'm doing just fine, doing what I'm doing. And the angel Lord said, the Lord God said to prepare yourself you won't be coming back to the third world for a long, long time. Maybe never. And that made me sad because my heart and the peace of my heart will always be somewhere out across this world in that third world with those people. Watching the people be healed, the miracles come, the salvation that came into their lives and the deliverances was real. But I came home and and the Lord God brought a a vehicle before me and that vehicle began to to, to show me, and I, I'm not sure whether it was 12 or 14 different cities, most of which I met you there. They're here in this room. And all of a sudden the Lord God said, Now, I want you to do this. So about a, a little over a year went by. And so when the Lord God, uh, after about a year, year and a, about a year and a half maybe, uh, the angel came and the angel said to me, he said, I want to give you, your commission in North America. I thought, well, I thought we were doing our commission. So now God was going to show me in North America, and I wasn't sure what was going to happen. But anyway, I thought that's what we were doing. And he said, no, no. He said, your quest will be that like unto Moses. And he began to show me how it was that Moses, being a Hebrew, okay, being an Israelite, was raised outside of the community of Israel. And yet, when he grew older, as we all know the story, he returned, didn't he? And he, he became the leader of all of Israel. He said, in like right manner, you you were raised, uh, I, I, I'm a Jew, and being raised, bless God, into the Christian church, now returning back to your roots, of which I have long since have done that. And he said, you are going to go forth and begin to cry unto Ephraim to come home. I said, okay. I thought that's kind of what I was doing with the transition thing. He said that your, your cry is going to be, Church, let my people go. I thought that's going to be real popular. That, that's going to push me right over the top. I'm so well-liked anyway. Now all we got to do is put a little... A little whipped cream on top of it, and it's just going to be perfect, Lord. I said, you really got something, there's really something I've done, isn't it, that I'm, you know. And so, and so, like, he said, as Moses, he said, there will be plagues that will come. Now, I had prophesied across America, uh, the H5N1 thing, back in 2005, would, bless God, come out of the chickens, go into the ducks and geese, go into other animals, other birds and animals, and then, bless God, it would begin to transfer human to human, and then it would, bless God, develop itself, mutate, and it would quickly spread, and millions upon millions are going to die, even here in the United States of America. I prophesied that the president would quarantine this entire nation. He's already come on TV and said that he will quarantine this nation if that happens to be what happens, okay? Okay. And it will happen. And so uh, that, that is the, that's, that's the first great plague that's going to come. Now, when the church, and within, this, within the vision that God gave you, that, that, that great plague, the avian flu, that they call it,
0: he said to me, he said, they will give the people up,
3: meaning the church,
0: because the church
3: won't be able to do anything for them. I thought again. Now that's that's going to go real well, you know, with the church. I'm trying to make friends with them, and Lord God, you got me throwing rocks at them. Now, you, you know. Now, what I began to, to realize in the vision was when the guy was the man was carrying the little girl, about four years old, and he was carrying her to to, to her grave. She was dead, and he was crying, and he was wailing, and he looked up to the Lord God with that child in his arms, and he said. God, how could it be,
0: how could it be, I'm a Christian filled with the Holy Ghost. Where is the 91st Psalm. Why is it that my child could have died? Now, brothers and
3: sisters, it's time for somebody to stand up and tell you the truth. The 91st Psalm never was and never will be for the church. It belongs to the law. Now, the church can get a hair lip over it, and they can get over it. The fact of the matter is, if I'm wrong, then why did they all die in the Indonesian thing, the tsunami? Why did they all die down here in New Orleans, speaking in other tongues, and they died?
0: It's time we become honest with ourselves. This time we begin to realize, bless God, that there is a possibility that, bless God, that the church just ain't working. And it's not. There isn't power anymore. There isn't the anointing of God anymore. And yet we dawn a time when God says that he'll come back For a people full of His glory and full of His power. It's like I
3: said, folks, look around. What makes you any different than the heathen across the street, the drug addict, the whore? Other than you having Jesus Christ and going to go to heaven, what makes you different? They're sick, you're sick. They're
0: broke, you're broke. They're depressed, you're depressed. Where is the power of this living God in our lives?
3: And that's what began to drive me, as the Lord God said. Tell Ephraim to come home. Tell the people that now is the time to gather themselves and to learn. Now is the time that they they will begin to understand. And over and over I said, what are we going to do? This Jew boy, Yeshua Jesus, is coming back to this earth and
0: he is going to implement the, 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 the Feast of Tabernacles. And yet we don't want anything to do with the feast. Folks, you don't have to be a and, uh, a blooming, bless God, theologian to figure that out. If you don't,
3: it's not going to rain on your land. You don't have to keep it. It just ain't going to rain. And you're going to die because you're going to have droughts.
0: And like I said, the church is going to run around going, what's the feast of tabernacles? My Lord and my God, we better... And the church said, we're not under the law. Because Paul said, well,
3: I've got done some things about that. I'm, I'm going to do a lot more about it, okay? Paul was not against the law. Paul kept the law. Top to bottom. ever joint, ever T-crossed, ever common in the right place, Paul kept the law. He was a Pharisee. He swore when he became one that if, in fact, he didn't keep it, Every, every single bit of it that he wouldn't in, in, in all, uh, uh, I guess for any better words, volunteer himself to be stoned to death. He would, he would commit himself to stoning. Him. They didn't kill him. They wanted to. They couldn't. He kept the law. Yeshua himself said, I didn't come to destroy the law, but he said, I come to fulfill it, the prophets. And yet somehow we have set back through all this stuff and tried to believe Two things. One, we don't need the Jew. We don't need what the Jew was doing. We have been somehow redeemed from the curse of that whole thing. No, you weren't. You were redeemed from the curse of the law that would not let you get into heaven. That's what you were redeemed from. And then, bless God, you know, we, we went off all this, and we're the church,
0: we're the church, and we've done this, and we've done that.
3: And then the Lord said, tell Ephraim to come home. You tell Ephraim to come home. Now, how do I know I'm part of the ten lost tribes of Israel? Well, the fact of it is, if your heart leaps, you know that you are. Second is, if anybody should come into the camp of Israel and choose to keep the law, to keep the keep Sabbath, to keep New Moon, to keep the to keep the those festivals, then they are to be brought in as a brother, as a sister, as a family, and their blessings from the covenant will be the same as Israel's. So does it really matter that you have to know if you're from the tribe of Zebulun or you're from this or you're from that? No. What you have to know is that you're a child of Almighty God. You have to know that we're about to go through the biggest bunch of hell that this earth has ever seen. And you need to know you ain't going to make it if you're not coveted with, uh, you don't have the covenant. And keep the covenant with the Lord God and to have covenant with Him. You're not going to make it. This thing, this thing has got, you see this thing has got, it's got past that. And yet the, yet the, 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 the people stand, the people argue and this and they, and all this murmur m- and all these things that I hear week
0: after week and, and, and you know what I tell them? Bring it on. Bring it on. You're right? Bring it on. Bring the lame. Bring the blind.
3: Let's put God to the test. Let's see if your God can do what you're running your mouth off about sin. Then I'm going to show you what my God does. I've done it all over the third world. I'm doing it around America now. I'm not ashamed of what God does because the anointing is in me. It's Him. I've learned to develop the anointing. Anyone can do, everybody has one, the anointing, and everybody can have it developed. The problem is just that. It's the development thereof, okay? Turn with me now, and we're going to start into this. And folks, I've probably got a longer introduction to that than I wanted to have, but I wanted to uh, be sure for the people that are picking this set of um, uh, "Come Home, Ephraim Up" that there are Ephraim, Come Home. How we're going to name that? the bless God that they got a, that, you know, they got a little bit of background, not much, but a little bit. But in in uh, Genesis 17, and if you'll be so kind to start there with me in the, the first verse. And when Abram was ninety years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty God, walk before me, and be thou perfect. And I will make my covenant between me and thee, and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name uh, any more be called Abram. But thou shalt be called Abraham, for a father of many nations have I made thee. And I will make thee exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee, and I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee in their generations for an everlasting covenant, to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. And I will give unto thee, and that I seed after thee the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. Now, uh, two things you need to understand, first in the seventh verse, the blessed God, that, that he made an everlasting covenant. The word everlasting here simply means forever and ever, and ever 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 and ever, and it goes on and never stops, okay? The second thing you really got to get a hold of is we have all the land of Canaan, it's ours, it was given us for what? An everlasting possession. Now, what does everlasting mean? Forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. So God set precedent, okay? The problem with God and mankind, meaning me and you and all of them, is that somehow we get to believing that we are smart enough to do this thing without God constantly watching over us. So we begin to change the rules, change the direction, change this and change that until, bless God, we've watered it down so badly that, bless God, it's too shame. As a matter of fact, brothers and, and, and sisters, we will run, we will absolutely ruin this last uh, a great movement of God uh, unless God uh, uh, does a quick work. And, and you better thank God. He's going to do a quick work. Okay? Now, uh, let me stop here a moment. I, I got an email this week, and the brother wrote me and said, uh, well, he said, I concur completely with you, or with what you're your telling, which made me just, you know, stamp of approval does me wonders. And he said to me, he said, now, uh, we're, uh, we're, our group is now selling our homes and we're getting ready uh, to uh, go on over to the land of Israel and, and stay. And, and and we'll be there, and when you guys get ready to come, let us know and we'll be a help to you. Now, I wanted to write him back, okay? And what I wanted to tell him was this. Yeah, you're, you're going to take them over there, all right, but you're not going to have to worry about receiving us when we come. Have you not heard there's going to be a great war in that valley? Now, I'm going to prove to you this weekend Ephraim ain't going to be in the war. Okay? Now, these jugheads, and I, the same thing that I have said to the Messianic movement for a number of years, you need a real honest to god prophet that honest to god hears from god cuz i got news for you brothers and sisters you make the wrong turn in the road you're going to die now the bible talks about and we're, we're we're going to get into some of that this, we're going to get into that this weekend that the exodus that there will be a final exodus in the last days that will be so big Never again will the exodus when we came out of Egypt be talked about ever again. You are the dawning of that great exodus. You are they. And we will together.
0: Gather up. We will go back. We will fulfill what God wants. Now, Genesis 28. Genesis 28. 28 28-14. And thy seed shall be as the best of the
3: earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west, and to the east, and to the north, and to the south, and in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Well, that pretty well takes in everybody, doesn't it? Now, what does he say? That thou shalt spread uh, the, the seed. Abraham's seed will, will spread north, east, and south, okay, and west. In other words, all over the world. I I was going to do a thing, and I'm going to save it and and, and do it later. But the history uh, tells about an old gray-haired patriarch, white-haired patriarch, that left Jerusalem and was sent under the lost tribes. Okay? And with him, he took a stone. Uh, Bless God, he took uh, an an ark. And and there was something else he took, but uh, I'm not sure, I don't remember what that is off the top of my head. But anyway... Uh, he went to the Isles. Now there's only one Isles when you look out of, out of uh, Jerusalem, and it is what? The British
0: Isles. Now you know what British means? Covenant people. My, was that by chance? I'm sorry, no. No, that's not by chance. And from there,
3: we were spread. And we were spread, and we were spread, and we were spread, and we were spread, and we were spread. I said two weekends ago when I was in Aberdeen, South Dakota, I said to a brother there, an American Indian, I said to him, I pray to God that I can wash the feet of every American Indian in North America and beg forgiveness for what we've done to them. They are the pureness of Ephraim and don't even know it. Some of those tribes kept, have kept Sabbath, have kept new moon, have kept festivals throughout their generations and done, don't even know what. And I said, the day is coming. But didn't the Lord God say, that? See, the, the way this all happened to us was real simple. Uh, Solomon, the wisest man in the world, you know, I always wonder about that. if he was so cockeyed wise, how how come he took on all these wise? Oh, because he was wise. Well, think what you want. But because of his shenanigans,
0: the Lord God rent the kingdom, divided the kingdom, and bless God. One thing led to another, that led to another, that led to another. And bless God, the northern kingdom. The
3: ten, the ten Tribes, Judah, the little tribe, parts of very small, Benjaminites, and the Levites stayed in Jerusalem. Everybody else left and went north. Now, they got up there, and they decided they were going to start having their own festivals on days other than that they were having in Jerusalem so the people wouldn't go back. They appointed their own priests. That's a no-no with God. Listen to me. That's still a no-no with God. I'm going to prophesy to you as a real prophet of God, most of the problem with the church is they weren't ever called to preach to start out with. Somebody got excited. Somebody went through a school and paid a little money and got a
0: slip of paper. That does not make you a minister of Almighty God Himself. And so God said, that's enough, boys and girls. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. You, you can go too far with
3: God. And when you go too far with God and God said there's no, no, there's no remedy left in this, and by the way, that's, that's where America has been since 1994. I'm still getting emails with people saying, God has given America one more chance to repent. No, it was over in 1994, June of 1994. It was over. I wrote the prophecy down. I can read it. I still carry it around with me. The Lord God said, that's it. He turned America's government over to retrobate mind, and most Americans turned over that. Now if you don't think so, what's those jugheads trying to do now? We got a guy we got a guy that's running for president of the United States that's been in the church but he don't know what they believe for all these years. Come on. We we got we, we, we got a guy that bless God calls all of us people from all of us rednecks and I am one. Sorry. The God tells us is because the reason we lean toward guns and religion and all that thing is because we're just poor, you know, small-town
0: people. And then we got this woman running around trying to act like she dodged all the bullets in Bosnia. And then McCain just sits, stands around and bats his
3: eyes like a, a frog in a hailstorm. And somebody said, who's going to be president? And you know what the angel said to me? After Reagan left office, it won't make any difference. It's all going to fail. There's no way. I'm going to tell you something. There are men in this nation. who Take this nation, as Tom Jefferson and John Adams and the boys took this nation and pull it by its blue heels back to where it belongs. But they'll never get the opportunity because we defile the living God. We defile Him too long and too hard. Now there was no other remedy and that's when the Lord God said, you prophesy and you tell America that I, the Lord God, will bring her to her knees and her children will starve in the streets and blood will run like rivers in
0: their streets. And America said, oh, that that can't, that can't happen. It'll never happen.
3: But it is happening. Listen. Listen. Stock market's sitting there doing this. They finally admitted that they bailed that big bank out, and they knew if they didn't that that every small bank in America would go under and This prophet has been prophesying for years. Don't put your trust in America's money, put it in silver and gold. get your money out where you can get it put so you can have something to barter because your money's not going to be worth any more than to like your Christ with one of these days. but is America going to listen no, this is the land this this is God has blessed this land. Yes, God did bless this land, but that time is over. So when, when, when the northern tribes did these things, the Lord God said, that's it, boys and girls. I'm going to scatter you to the four corners of this earth. You'll never be known by the tongue that you speak nor the color of your skin. Goodbye. I will hunt you down and I will kill you everywhere you go. American Indian, that's what happened to you. When you came here, that we hunted you down
0: and we killed you like dogs, folks. I got news for you. This—I don't know whose land you think this is,
3: but it isn't ours. It's theirs. Yet we took it from them, didn't we? We murdered them. You ought to see the way some of them are living
0: still today. This is America. Listen to me, America. You will pay for that sin.
3: Your children, and if if need be your children's children, will pay for that sin. It's come up before the Lord God.
0: There's a stench in His nostrils. And He will see to it that it comes to pass. The land will have a Sabbath.
3: You understand? We, We don't let our land have a Sabbath. See, that's what's wrong now. We depleted all the minerals, everything out of the soil. We've got to spray all this poison on it, and then we, we, we grow it and harvest it, and then we, we, we sell it so we can, get, we can eat it and die of cancer.
0: They called a, uh, we called a million pound of beef last month. What's going on? Listen. Listen. You can hear it. You can hear the death pains. Listen closely, my brothers and sisters.
3: Storm after storm, which I prophesied was coming, it's come. The wet
0: places will become dry. The dry places will
3: become wet. Deserts would grow out of the southwest. They just announced this about a month ago, two or three weeks ago. That the deserts are going to grow out of the southwest.
0: Tornadoes, hurricanes, bugs, this, that, everything else. And then I
3: prophesied that the, the, the old diseases like mumps and measles and polio and that kind of stuff was going to come back and none of the known antibiotics of, that, that seemed to have cured that or stopped that will do
0: anything to it today. Exactly what happened, did not it? God is serious. The game's over. There's only one thing left to do. It's a- come home. And when God brings us home, you better look up because it's just a matter of time.
3: And the Lord God, Yeshua, will break open that eastern sky. Let us go to Deuteronomy, the fourth chapter. Somebody say amen.
0: Amen. The fourth chapter, Deuteronomy 27. Chapter 4, Deuteronomy 27. And the Lord shall scatter you among the nations,
3: and you shall be... Left few in number among the heathen, whether the Lord shall lead thee, or lead you. You shall, you shall, in other words, what's going to happen? You're going to be, that was the scattering. He's going to scatter you among the nations, and, 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 bless God, and and you'll be left few in number among the heathen. Among the heathen you will be. Now, look, look in the 29th verse. And it says, But if thou, thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find Him. Boy. If thou shalt seek Him with with all thine heart and with all thy soul, when thou art in tribulation. Now listen. And all these things are come on thee even in the latter days. He said, "If If you'll seek Him with all of your heart, with all of your soul. And he says, when you're in tribulation. Now listen. Does it look like we're in tribulation, I got news for you. God's throwing everything at us besides the kitchen sink, and it's coming. Okay. Now He says all these things are coming upon you. They're coming on us, even in the latter days, if thou wilt turn to the Lord thy God and shall be obedient unto His voice. For the Lord thy God is a merciful God; He will not forsake thee, nor destroy thee, nor forget the covenant of thy fathers, which He swore unto them. And the key to this is to underline that He will not forget the covenant of thy fathers, which He swore unto them. God's not going to forget that covenant. And, that, and that's, the, that you, that's the important thing to understand about all of this. We were scattered. We were out there wandering around, thinking we were Gentiles. And when Yeshua came along, we latched on to Yeshua. Now, now, what, what did that scripture in Isaiah say? That he would become a stumbling block to both the houses of Israel. The stumbling block unto Judah was the Messiah, Meshach,
0: Yeshua, Jesus. The stumbling block unto Ephraim was what? The law. That was a stumbling block to Ephraim.
3: Because he said, I, I will be merciful to you. I'm going to scatter you. I'm going to, in the last days and times of tribulation, if you'll turn with a full heart toward the Lord their God. And what have I told you? Seek Him with everything that you have and you'll find Him. How do, how do I know? How do I know, that, do I know this isn't a, a cult? How do you know? The same way I know. Here.
0: The kingdom of God is within our hearts. Amen.
3: See people who writes to me and emails me. Well, I just proved to me that you're that you're a prophet. I used to write back and say, "Prove to me that that word that's in in
0: your lap called the Holy Scriptures is real." anybody get a hold of what I'm saying? Yeshua
3: said, "Thomas, even though I I have you thrust your hand in my side and and put your fingers in the holes of my hands," he said, "You wouldn't believe." But he also said. But blessed are those that don't have to see, that can believe. And you know, the very people that are demanding to say, prove that you're a prophet, are the very ones here in God to tell them what color of toilet paper to go buy at the store.
0: Come on, I'm right. They're the very ones. They're not quite as sure as they think they are. And if they were, things could be and should be different, okay? Let's go to Deuteronomy 30. Deuteronomy 30. But in all this, God had a plan that there come this day, this time,
3: and this day and this time has come. Now, in the in the first verse,
0: it says, and "It shall
3: come to pass when all these things are come upon thee, the blessings and the curse." See, both of these things have come upon you. You have to choose. Uh, bless God. He He tells in the nineteenth verse. He said, "I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that you have set before you life and death, blessings and cursings. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live." So He said, "You're going to have to choose, but they're both there." Now, uh, now, now, the question I ask you tonight or the, this weekend is, which have you chosen? Oh, I've, I've chosen a blessing. Well, that's what else, well,
0: we all say. That now listen, is there any sick among you? Are you blessed beyond being blessed that everything that you touch, bless God, turns
3: to the blessings of God? Are His blessings hunting you down
0: and overtaking you daily? The army and Donna. We're not sick. Haven't been sick for years. What's that all about? The covenant. We chose life. We chose the covenant instead of the curse. What is the
3: curse when you don't keep the covenant? Okay, now, now listen. He says, He says, I have set before thee that thou shalt call them to mind among the nations where the Lord thy God hath driven thee. Now, who is that that he drove? Ephraim. The ten lost rise. And shall return to the Lord thy God and shall obey his voice according to all that I command thee this day, that thou, that, that thou I'm sorry, thou and thy, thy children with all thy heart and with all thy soul. That then the Lord thy God will turn thy captivity and have compassion upon thee, and will return and gather thee from all the nations. Ephraim, whether the Lord thy God has scattered thee, if any of thine be driven out unto the outermost parts of heaven, from thence will the Lord thy God gather thee, and from thence will he fetch thee, and the Lord thy God will Bring thee unto the land which thy fathers possessed, where is that Israel, and thou shalt possess it, who is going to possess it, Ephraim, the outcast of Israel, and he will do to thee good and multiply thee above thy fathers, in other words, we're going to be multiplied above our fathers, with our offspring, with our cattle with our with our, with, the, with the, the storehouses that we have of food, everything that you
0: can imagine now. Think about this. If this isn't a fairy tale,
3: and believe you, me, but this weekend, you're going to know it's not if you may think it is now. There are somewhere around 6 million to 7, 7.5 million known Jews on the face of this earth. Okay? I told the rabbis, I said, there are 10 times more of us than there
0: are of you could mean somewhere around 70 million of us. Now, we go back over
3: into Israel. Who do you think is going to end up in charge?
0: Not Brother Judah. Ephraim is. Because we, we will have produced
3: the very, the very broad line in which the Lord God cast to the four corners of this earth and brought home according to these scriptures and he's saying again that's what this is you know he's given isaiah 30 first verse isaiah 30 i did the 30. no we did that one isaiah 10 who said 30. oh boy Oh, don't get me started i'm telling you folks you know just thinking i'm just checking to see how many of you is paying attention and gone to sleep i repent for that lord now Isaiah ten thank you, isaiah ten twenty and it goes like this, and it shall come to pass in that day that the remnant of Israel and such are escaped of the house of Jacob, who is that that's us, shall no more again stay upon on him that smote them, but shall stay upon the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, in truth, the remnant shall return even the remnant of Jacob unto the mighty God, for thou. For though thy, thy people Israel be as the sand of the sea, that's what we were told, aren't we? Yet a remnant of them shall return. Does it sound like everybody's going to return? No. The conception decreed shall
0: overflow with righteousness.
3: Now, it's the remnant
0: that the Lord God is drawn.
3: What is a remnant? Well, Donna, yes, when she touches and talks about some of this stuff, when she she relates to the fact, and she sold all the time she was growing up, and 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 she said, well, a remnant, you know, when you went to the store and they said these remnants are on sale, it was just what was at the end of that big bolt that was big wide bolt of of cloth, but it was just down to just a, a few yards or maybe two yards or whatever, but just the the end of it, the remnant of it. We are the end of it. We're the remnant of it. We're the, we're the ones upon whom all these ends are written. We're the ones that sat around the council fire at the foundations of this earth. We're the ones that sat and talked to Jeremiah and Ezekiel. And now it's our turn. The key is going to be, as I said, as we open tonight, it's the time of visitation. God's always had them throughout that book, and once again, God is letting this earth be visited. In this case, it's by the spirit of Elijah. He said in the last days, what? Elijah would return. The spirit of Elijah, not in the flesh. The spirit of Elijah. They're, 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 and, and and he said they would do what? Would turn the hearts of the Father to the children, the children's hearts to the Father. He said if it doesn't happen, he said, I'll come smite the earth with a curse. Well, I'm going to tell you something. This earth's going to go through a lot, but it's not going to be a curse. Because, bless God, somebody's not out here Uh, turning the hearts of the Father to the children and vice versa because we're fulfilling it. Again, we are in the latter stages of all this. But, folks, there are some things that, 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 that all these wannabe prophets need to understand. God can do nothing until he fulfills the book. See, all this stuff, well, this year there's going to be the, well, of course, that was last year and the year before last. These The big nuclear thing was going to happen and all of America was going to be annihilated and you better, you know,
0: <clears throat>
3: kiss your lower end posterior goodbye because you're going to be gone. Wasn't that kind I of said it like that. Now, that's not going to happen. Why? Because Ephraim is here. God, let me tell you something. The thing that you can understand if you if you can get into this, if you'll seek God with all your heart, Again, don't take my word for it. You seek the face of God. You you study these scriptures day and night, and you decide for yourselves. But let me tell you something. We are at the greatest turning point that the world has ever seen. We are the ones upon whom the ends are written, and it's going to be us that bless God that walk out of this thing literally unscathed. or oh, we're going to go through it. But the Lord God is going to do what? He's going to take us through all this. Now listen. God is not going to destroy America. We'll get the scriptures here this weekend. And let Ephraim die in the destroying of America. God is not going to take Ephraim back over to the land of Israel and let them die in the great war in the valley. It's not going to happen. As a matter of fact, I'll prophesy to you. After they are so few in number, they will embrace us as Ephraim. We will be the only salvation that they will have. Then finally, they're going to quit doing what I told them to quit doing about seven, eight years, ten years ago. Quit thinking that all of Israel is Jew because we're not. Okay? Israel's not Jewish. You're about to find out how un-Jewish we're about to become. We're going to have our own identity. Listen to me. We're going to have our own identity. I said, my heritage is Jewish. I look like a Jew, right? We look like Jews up here, didn't we? We're Ephraim. We're not gonna look like them. Bait me a little bit, think about it. Let's go on. Now let's uh let's look at Isaiah eleven ten. Eleven ten. I tried to keep these in pretty decent order here for you. Isaiah eleven, tenth verse. Tenth verse And in the day there shall be a root of Jesse which shall stand for an enzyme of the people to it shall the Gentiles seek, and his rest shall be glorious. Now, the reason I want you to grab on to that and, 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 and understand that is the fact that this is what I talked about, and now we're getting to the Scripture part of it where you can better understand it, when the Lord God came out of what we call the Ark of the Covenant, the only new covenant that the Lord God has ever made. See, we keep calling uh, that we are the new covenant, the church. That isn't even in the book. That's not even in the Scriptures. You can't find it. The only thing you're going to find in the Scriptures is that you are now as the New Testament in his blood. And what was that blood shed for? To get you to heaven, folks. That was it. Now, he came out of the box and he said, I will write my laws, L-A-W-S, upon the hearts of my people, all twelve tribes plus the Levites. Now, when the Lord God scattered us to the four corners of the earth, and he blinded the Jews. See, the stumbling block to the Jews was very simple. To Judah, that they would not receive and, and see a Messiah, Yeshua, for who he is. Okay? They still think he's to come. Boy, do they have a surprise. Now, for our side of this thing, this thing has been closed off to us to understand the law. Okay? So when, when, in fact, the Lord God wrote that on our hearts, Yeshua came on the, on the scene, who was not going to go to Yeshua? The Jews. Judah wasn't going to have any wife. They'd been blinded. Who was going to go? The fullness of the Gentiles was going to go. They were the ones. Now listen. He said, this, The Gentiles seek, and his rest be, shall be glorious. He said, He was standing in the people. At two it shall the Gentiles seek. Who's going to seek? That is Messiah. The Gentiles are going to say Now who are the Gentiles? The Gentiles happen to be of that of the tribe of Ephraim. All right? Now, again, you're going to have to do a little more study here on your own and go back and study the things that I've done on the transition and understand and understand the Hebrew that I put in there, that the correct translation uh, of that. But, again, God hid that from us. God wanted that hid from us until what? Until the time came when it was once again going to come forth, Ephraim, come home. And now that time has come. Revelation knowledge is, is being poured out uh, left and right. And bless God that uh, we're getting ready. Now, listen, to eleven. And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set His hand uh, again the second time to recover the remnant of His people, which shall be left from Assyria and from Egypt and and from uh, uh, Pathros and from Cush and from Elam and from Shinar and from Hamath and from the islands of the sea. There again, where's that? The British Isles. Now he said the second time he would try to uh, try to return them. And and he shall set up an ensign for the nations, and shall assemble the outcasts of Israel, and gather together the, the dispersed of Judah. See, so he's going to gather them both. They, they, Judah went, took off too, didn't they? Sure, they did. We're not going to talk about that, but they also were gone. They were going to be collected from the four corners of the earth. Now, <clears throat> the interesting thing here, the, the the interesting thing here is that what God is doing is He said, I'm going to I'm going to gather them. Okay. Now, in the thirteenth verse, He says. The envy also of Ephraim shall depart, and the adversaries of Judah shall be cut off. Ephraim shall not envy Judah, and Judah shall not vex Ephraim. Oh, oh, the brothers are going to get along.
2: Hey, thank you so much, Prophet Deckard. Again, you can get a hold of us at the website, www.JewishProphet.com, and you can find out, again, all this material that you're hearing taught every day, every week. Folks, you want to get out there and start taking a look at that and start ordering that material because you need to get a hold of that and start to apply that into your life so that it will change your life. You know what? You can also email your prayer request to cradle at JewishProphet.com. We'll be praying for your prayer requests. Shalom until tomorrow and remember with God all things are possible.